And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you think you're getting away, I will prove you wrong. I'll take you all the way. Stay another song. I'll blow you all away. Hey, it's murder on the dance floor. But you better not kill the groove. It's murder on the dance floor. But you better not steal the moves. DJ, Gonna blow this goddamn house right down! Good morning, Sweet World! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, February 26th, 2024. I'm Jay Eastkeith here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners to this podcast. This one's for you! Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy. No, he didn't hack Woj. It's Trey Kirby. Hey, <laughs> hey, yo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer. We call him JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to everyone joining us live on YouTube right now here on a Monday morning. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, do us a favor. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We got lots to talk about. We got our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But we had a whole bunch of wedgies, too, so let's show them to you. Started on Friday night, Devin Vassell with a little chase down block wedgie. Number 40 on the season there in L.A. Nice camera work. Then we had Kyrie Irving on Sunday sticking the three-point wedgie. Mm. Woo! Phantom cam. Yeah, nice little replay. It's always selected for that one. And then later on Sunday, Aaron Gordon with the another block wedgie on Draymond Green right at the rim there. So that's 40, 41, and 42, and look at that number. We are on pace wow. for 62. I've never seen a number that high on wedgietracker.com. <laughs> <laughs> on the pace, that would definitely be the highest we've ever had in the modern wedgie era since we started tracking them. 58 was the highest in mm. two of the last three seasons. This is a pace of 20 or 21 games where we get one. Every 20 or 21 games. It's very fast. I know that's a big... It's a big math geek thing, but uh, that's very, very fast. That's like one a weekend, you know? Well, TK pointed out we started slow this year, too. We went like weeks without one, and now they're just coming fast and furious. Yeah, maybe the first two weeks of the season we didn't have any. And how many did you say we had during February? Uh, 13, I believe. That's crazy. We took a week off because of the All-Star break. Right. (laughs) And it's the shortest month of the year. Oh. (laughs) It's like, thank God we had next day, though. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they're just missing shots because they had time off, I guess. Maybe maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're they're slumping, but I I almost didn't want that Draymond one because we heard the word wedgie on every other broadcast. I just mm-hmm. wanted to brag. We started that thing. <laughs> right. Shout out to Ralph Lawler. He's the one who carried it through Clippers broadcast back mm-hmm. in the day. But we made it happen. Now they're gonna have we're gonna have a record high, fifty eight again Ooh, to you the think last we're three seasons. Record. Oh gosh. Oh, gosh. Sure feels that way. Uh, well, wedgies are hot right now, so much so that The Onion is writing articles about wedgies. Victor Webanyama's head lodged between rim and backboard again. And a great Photoshop from The Onion. This was making the rounds on Twitter over the weekend. Everybody tagging us. Shall we count it? I say count it. Wasn't there a story like from Victor's uh, 
amateur days, like he kicked a wedgie out of the rim at some point. Was that him? <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Um, I he needs he... to do it. <laughs> we oh, need to see wow. him do it. We need a wedgie in a Spurs game and make Wemby get it out in a crazy way. <laughs> okay, well, what a weekend for wedgies. Let's get into the actual basketball. We'll start with our winners. Do la- losers later. Task, get us started. Who's your big winner? I'm going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks because I think this team in the Eastern Conference is the best challenger for the Celtics in the postseason. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but I'm buying the juice here. In fact, during the broadcast, during the Bucks games this weekend, Bobby Porter said, we're back to playing Bucks basketball. And then, and then Yanis, after the weekend, he wasn't asked about it. He just said the same thing. We're back to playing Bucks basketball. On Friday, they went into Minnesota, into Minnesota, great team in the Western Conference, and had a great night. It started at halftime, actually. They didn't like their first half. Doc Rivers went into the locker room, pointed at the stat sheet, and said, we've got to share the ball more. Malik Beasley has zero shots. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter, he shot a lot. They started sharing it. Malik Beasley had four threes in that third quarter. They went on a great run, 23-4 run. But really, it's the defense, because that's why they fired Adrian Griffin. They wanted their defense to turn around. That third quarter, they were awesome. 36-13 in that third quarter. 30, 13 points to the Wolves. That's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They forced six turnovers for Minnesota in that quarter. They only had six makes on 23 field goal attempts. That's all they did in that third quarter. They didn't do anything at the free throw line. This defense, this is why it's starting to feel good for the Bucs. The seventh best defense since they fired Adrian Griffin. 111.8 defensive rating. That's pretty freaking good. It's starting to feel a lot better to go with their offense because in the fourth quarter in that game, it was just Dame or Giannis. Uh, And as Doc said, according to Dame after the game, he said, Doc Rivers told us, you and Giannis, y'all played together at the top. That's what they did, especially with Chris Middleton out. Giannis shot 10 free throws in the fourth quarter. No field goals. Got to 33 points. And I just love the Dame play with 10 seconds left to really seal it. Jay Crowder's teammate was supposed to come set the pick, but Kyle Anderson was guarding him. He didn't want Kyle Anderson to guard him after the pick. So he said, no, no, not you. Bees, get over here. He had Cat on him, so he went right by Cat into the mid-range, hit that shot. The Bucks won a game where Dame shot 8 of 23. Not all that good. They won a game where Jay Crowder had two points. Mm-hmm. Not all that good. They won a game where Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy just played huge. Ru- Rudy, seven offensive rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns, five offensive rebounds. Second chance points were 32-14 for the Wolves in that game. They still won because they play defense. And then a quick this – this is just a, a, a quick regard for their Sunday win against Philly because the Wolves one was better. But we've seen, going to the All-Star break, this Bucks team did beat the Nuggets, but then they, they lost to the Miami Heat, who were banged up, and then they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, who were ultra banged up. So versus the Sixers, Doc's old team, it felt like we might we might get that. <laughs> right. Because like they go, down. yeah, let down, especially because the Sixers are obviously injured, just like the Heat were, without Embiid. So I wondered what they were going to do. They just got a great game. From Giannis and Dame, each had nine assists. Great games from Bobby P. and Pat C. Bobby P., 17 <laughs> points in this one. They're starting to look like their team. Yeah. And again, Chris Middleton is out. Uh, so that's a, that's a problem. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into these more Rivers comments. This is this is hilarious. Uh, uh, it's just it's every every oh, Doc R. Yeah, Doc R. <laughs> Doc well, what R. Did he say this time? Well, I he, may have missed this. Yeah, it was it was just a small part of the the broadcast where he was just he was asked about them as the Philadelphia 76ers last year in the playoffs you're up 3-2 what happened Doc okay. what yeah. happened yeah. what do you think Doc did 
He didn't put it on himself. <laughs> he said, we're up 3-2. I thought that was our game. I wanted Joel Embiid to shoot a lot more, and I was trying to get Joel Embiid to shoot a lot more. It wasn't my fault. He didn't say it wasn't my fault, <laughs> right. but that's what he was implying. Right. Right. And then he said, I don't know if Joel Embiid was injured. Well, you're his coach, shouldn't you know? Uh, but but he just kind of put it on the fans, and then he kind of said, <laughs> was weird. He, and then he kind of said, you know, maybe they were the better team. I, yeah, but you're up three two. Like I don't know, just say nothing. I think say nothing. <laughs> no. Don't even address it is better than doing that. But anyway, they got a couple games here, home and home with the Hornets, so they should. They right. should. That's that's why these are important. That they shouldn't do this like the Grizzlies. They did the Grizzlies game before mm-hmm. the All Star. They could win four straight, and then they get the Bulls. On Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So TBD. Okay. Rivalry game. Uh, but this team is battling for second seed in the East now. Right. For real now. Not not jokes now. They're they're, <laughs> uh, they're in there. But they're seven and eight since they made the coaching change. But they've had a lot of tough games. And again, their defense is, is real. Yeah. It feels real. That's a good weekend, beating the Wolves and the 76ers, both on the road. No Embiid. Yeah, okay, whatever. But still, good stuff there from Milwaukee. TK, let's keep it moving. I know we have a ton here. Who do you have as Yeah, we got a chunky show today. Uh, This man is not chunky. Victor Wembanyama had a 5x5. First time we talked about Wemby getting a 5x5, February 13th. We said which comes first, a 5x5 or a quadruple double because he had a 27-point, 14-rebound, 10-block, 5-assist, 2-steal game. The second time we talked about it was Friday. Yep. Less than like, less than a week ago, he came up one assist shy against the Kings, and then in his 51st career game, in less than 31 minutes, Victor Wembanyama puts up 27 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 steals, and 5 blocks. And honestly, to me, the passing is unfair. Of course he's going to block shots. Yeah. Of course he's going to score. Of course he's going to rebound. But if this guy's diamond up eight times in a game, that is just not cool because he's manipulating the defenses. He's finding pocket passes. He's making no looks. He's throwing deep outlet passes. These are not simple assists he's getting where he's just like, you know, seven foot five could easily drop it over the top to guys. This is wild stuff from Wembenyama. He's the youngest ever with a five by five. He did it in the fewest men- minutes ever. It's just the 22nd time it's happened, and it's the 15th player to ever do it. He's also became the second player ever with five steals and five blocks in back-to-back games. Michael Jordan did it back in 1987. They told Wemby this, and he said, did he do it in wins? He did. Yeah. Of course he yeah. did. These games, Honestly, these Jordan games were crazy. 43-4, six assists, eight steals, five blocks, followed by 34 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, five steals, and five blocks. This was in the midst of four straight games that he had five or more steals. <laughs> Didn't win the Defensive Player of the Year until the next season, though. Yeah. This Michael Jordan guy is pretty good. <laughs> but that brings me to my point. Victor Wembanyama is tell-your-family status now. Right, like right. This guy, it's reasonable by the time he retires – 25 years from now, we think he's the best player in the history of basketball just because what you're seeing him do right now is wild. They have to take him out of game so they can keep losing. Like when they make a comeback, you'll see Tony Jones tweeting it from The Athletic. Send in Zach Collins. The game's getting too close. (laughs) They sit Wimby down. They lose. They keep the pick because as soon as they start building a team around Victor and as soon as they start putting the right players around him and getting some more talent in, they're going to be a playoff team. They could be a playoff team next year, depending on who they bring in. Right. So the questions I had was, will Victor Wembanyama get another 5x5 five five this season? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> sure. Will he get a quadruple-double? <laughs> That's tough. That I mean, tough. that was the one I thought was more likely to happen. I think I went that route uh, instead of the 5x5, five five, which he obviously did first. It, sure, it's in play? Yes. It's in play. I mean, especially, okay, yeah, especially if he gets more minutes or there's an overtime game. Yeah. But you're right. They do a hell of a job of... Reducing his minutes, 
leaning into a still a nice a soft yeah, tank yeah, here yeah, yeah. to like try and get more talent <laughs> yeah. around him. Um, but and, and what was the third? Did you have a third question? How soon do you think he'll be a top five player in the league oh, next wow. season Jeez. or the season Great after? Question. So many fives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's coming. Feels like uh, probably the year after. I don't know, but it feels like legitimate top five. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. It, it, it depends a little bit on, like you said, like of course who they draft, who they, whether they get aggressive in adding talent around him. Like that's the part I'm fascinated by. Like you have this generational talent. How quickly do you have to be like, we got to get guys in here that could win right now. We could. This he wants to win. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's so. why he asked about Jordan because he wanted to know. He said, "Yeah, I got a five by five, but I want to win." Right. Uh, just like that other guy. So it's coming, and they have to start building around him. You know, in retrospect, the DeJount, trading of DeJounte Murray feels good for them because he was their best player, and then they got bad. And this year they have been bad. They've done some odd things with their starting point guard. So now they got to try, and they got to play him more. But Pop was obviously just slowly getting him into the NBA mm-hmm. by not playing him at center for a long period of time. But I believe everything. I believe everything, Wemby. I, mean, oh I, I believe he kicked a ball out of the rim. I yeah. believe it. He's, he does everything. He really does I believe everything. he stuck his head in there and got wedged. And yeah. we should count it as wedgie number 43. So he's coming. First, yeah, first. I, I, I'm glad you brought up the passing, man. This guy, some of the highlights and the touch and the feel oh, are like, what a guy 7'4 doing this doesn't make sense. That part, you're right. All the other stats, okay. A guy that huge, you're going to rack up those blocks and rebounds and, and you know even steals with his reach. The passing, just touch passes. Like somebody botched one last night against the Jazz where he like touch passed it like oh, behind yeah, his yeah. back. I forget who it was, blew the layup. Um, that part's like mind-blowing. And that, yeah, the more minutes, more reps he gets and gets more talent around him, Sure. Like, I think Tass is right. I mean, I, maybe next year top five in the league. Look, it's possible. Feels like two years. Two years, and, like, then it's going to be him there for the next 15. Yeah. Incredible. All right, Wemby, five by five. You got five it. Five by five. <laughs> the first one in five years I saw. Five, right. Yeah. Was it was Nurkic? Nurkic yeah. is the last guy. Yeah. 2019. <laughs> There's some weird names on the list. Vladi Divac has a 5x5. Five five. Oh, okay, cool. Derek <laughs> Coleman has a 5x5. Five five. Only three guys have more than one. Can you name him? Akeem Olajuwon. He's got the most with six. Kirilenko. Three. And then is it David Robinson? No, or is he's it... got one. Yeah. Is, this um, a really, is it a strange one? An old guy. Uh, it's not Camby, is it? He's got one. Yep. That's a good guess. Old guy. Uh, we saw him at the airport at All-Star Weekend. <laughs> Dr. J? Dr. J wow. has two, yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Oh, that's, I would, well, that's surprising. I would have never got that unless you gave us the hint we saw him at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> we saw T-Pain, Steven Jackson, and Dr. J at the yeah. airport, so I had to be one of those. I was thinking <laughs> T-Pain for sure. <laughs> yeah, T-Pain may have had five songs on the top 100 uh, during the auto-tune era, but zero five-by-fives at this point. But uh, Victor's a pretty good bet to join the list of three other players yes. who have multiple five-by-fives. Yeah. He's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's 20 years old. Incredible stuff. All right, well, let's keep it going. I would like to give an NBA weekend winner to anyone out there that have the Nuggets and or Celtics in the finals. Mm. Who's got those tickets? You're laughing if you've got a Nuggets-Celtics finals ticket because, my God, great weekends from these teams, both of them. They just look like they will be playing come June against each other. That's how I feel. Uh, Jokic, 32 points, 16 boards, 16 assists for his third straight triple-double, leading the Nuggets past the Warriors last night. Uh, nationally televised game. Really fun game, I thought. 119-103 in the end. This game, like, the, it changed. was like three minutes to go in the first half. 
Clay Thompson was on fire. It was great. It was like, oh, man. Clay coming off the bench. Can't miss. He's feeling it. He's literally talking shit to his own fans because, you know, there's been a lot of discourse <laughs> around Clay. Uh, whether he's lost his stuff, it felt like every three he hit, he was like looking at his own fans, like mean mugging them. Um, but then Denver ended that half on a 14 0 run and it was tied 61 61. Like the Warriors outplayed them the entire first half until those final three minutes. And just like that, it was tied. And then in the third quarter, you know, Jokic doing everything, Jamal Murray getting hot, everybody playing their part. They just, they look, you know, they're the defending champs for a reason. When healthy, it still goes through them, obviously, in the Western Conference. And, and I, you know, Draymond Green's one of the greatest defenders we've ever seen. Dare I say he played him okay against Jokic at times Held last him night. Held 54% shooting, I man. I know, but <laughs> he's, good. he still does everything else. And there's just, I don't know what you do. I, like, we've talked about it time and time again. Like, what do you do? You try and make him a scorer. Uh, no, you try and take that away. It's like, it doesn't matter. He just dominates every possession Jokic does. Everything goes through him. And every time they're going to end with a good shot. And, you know, everybody was playing their parts in terms of knocking down threes and stuff like that. So you got that side of the things. And then the Celtics won their eighth straight game over the weekend. They beat the Knicks on Saturday night, also a nationally televised game, uh, 116-102. Jalen Brown, 30. Porzingis, 22. Tatum doing a bit of everything. And they have, I read from Jared Weiss, the top 10 best net ratings in NBA history right now, the Celtics do. Uh, you know, we're talking you know, we're talking the the Jordan Bulls and the the Warriors in, in uh well the year they didn't win the title, Spurs as well in sixteen. Um top ten net rating right now, because they're just hammering teams. And they look elite. So again, barring injury, right here today, I feel very confident these are gonna be the two teams in the finals. And I'm here for it because I think it'll be a hell of a series between these two teams, but uh still a lot of basketball still to be played. A lot of basketball. But God they look played. good. I mean you guys I assume agree with me. They just look <laughs> Unbelievable, both these squads. That run by the Nuggets at the end of the first half was like watching the Warriors when they were at their absolute yep. peak. And you're like, they're never out of a game, and it can turn into a blowout just like that. They also gave up 16 points in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. KCP was all over Steph Curry. Yep. Uh, Post game, Steve Kerr said Steph's a little exhausted. He did do one round of the three point contest. He did make that one defensive play in the All Star game <laughs> as well. And I think they've had three games and four nights uh, yep. coming out of the break. So understandable, but the Nuggets completely took advantage of it. I think they're 30 and 12 uh, when Jamal Murray plays right now. If those two guys are both healthy, they get a good shot every time they want yep. to. It's either a three-pointer, a layup, or Jokic shooting a dinker dumper. Yeah, it is those two guys making it happen together. Jamal and Jokic. I loved watching Jokic get pissed off because usually he's just kind of... He's a little bit neutral. You know, he doesn't get too high or too low, but he was mad at just one pass he missed where he led <laughs> yeah. Christian Brown a little yeah. too fat or too much and it went out of bounds and he was just so yeah, mad. Like, oh, damn it, you idiot. <laughs> it's like, don't be so hard on yourself, man. Yeah. Like you are a two-time MVP. Just won the championship. Just botched one pass. One pass. Yeah, because he is a perfectionist. Yep. He is just so damn good. If they're healthy, as as you guys brought up. Jamal Murray is it's a little bit worrisome that he's got shin splints mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that he ain't playing in back-to-backs the rest of the year. They only have a couple back-to-backs, but he said No out. back-to-backs in the playoffs. No back-to-backs in the playoffs. That's right. But uh, as Michael Malone said, John Hollinger wrote about it on The Athletic, the only way he's getting healthy is rest. And <laughs> the more rest would be better. I think he'll probably be resting in the summer when he should be playing for Canada mm. in Paris. It's going to hurt. We're going to be in Vegas. Canada's going to be playing the U.S. We're going to go want to watch Jamal Murray, but he's probably going to sit. Uh, because, yeah. Well, if they, go totally far, right. if they go all the way through to June exactly. and play in the finals again, yeah, more likely that maybe yeah. he sits it out. Yeah. Anyways, 
yeah, so th- they don't have a lot of back-to-backs. That's not the problem. But he's just always a, a He just feels it. He feels it in the shin, I guess. And unfortunately, they're not going to really be able to rest him down the stretch. Like last year, they had, what, maybe a seven-game lead on the Grizzlies yep. for the first seed when they kind of took their foot off the gas and Jokic said, I do not want this third straight MVP. Give it to somebody else. Uh, they're not going to be able to do that this year because they got to maintain their seeding. And then you're right, the Celtics, man, they were getting straight up, let's go Celtics chance in MSG. (laughs) 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 Knicks really need their forwards back, I would have to say. OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, still out. They've lost five of their last six. Yeah, the Celtics are oddly sort of in the position the Nuggets were last year where they're Mm -hmm. so clear of the number two seed. They're seven and a half up on Cleveland. I mean, they're at 45 wins right now, Boston is. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how they play it, how, how Missoula does this, like, with their guys. I mean, we're always talking about, like, I really do think Porzingis is the difference maker to a potential championship or at least getting to the finals for Boston. Do you just, like, set this guy for a little while? Do you keep the good vibes going with everyone? How do you do it with your star players? Do you just pick your spots here and there? Because they won't really be playing for anything. Hell, even, like, finals uh, home court advantage, you know, they've got a couple up on, on the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So that's something to watch, just yeah. how they go about it, because you always get into, like, you know, don't 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 mess with anything, just keep this rolling, be, be a 65-win team and go into the playoffs and kick some ass, or do you go, no, or, these are sort of meaningless games, if we're being honest, in terms of our record, let's find some more rest for our star guys, especially Porzingis, you know, your old guys in Horford. We'll see what they do. I don't know what the answer is. They got the Nuggets in 10 days, so... That bodes well. Finals matchup. Probably. They probably got to play that one. I, I was looking at that. You know, later on in the year, they're probably going to have guys sitting for their Bucks game, which is pretty close to the end. But, yeah, they've got the one seed wrapped up. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. All right, let's go another round here. Tass Mellis, another winner. Yeah, I'll stick to the, uh, the up high in the Western Conference standings. I'm interested in this matchup because the Kings and the Clippers, they match up pretty well. I'd love to see them in the postseason because – the Clippers, I worry about them against big teams, but the Kings, you can't go small against them because they're just so damn good. They go to into L.A., and they played freaking well. De'Aaron Fox played really, really well against James Harden specifically. He got really aggressive on him. Got into a passing lane for a steal in the first quarter. Got a deflection in the third quarter. He, he almost played James Harden a little too, too aggressively at times because he had to recover, but... That's fine uh, because he can recover because he is pretty quick. He had a great time playing against James Hardy. He got aggressive in that fourth quarter. He had a great, great steal and then a score at the other end. 33 points for him. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis had two butt plays in this one straight from his butt. Uh, if you guys saw <laughs> yeah, that did. assist, it was a beauty. <laughs> Fell at the free throw line but still found somebody underneath. Great zoomer. Uh, and then he had another one to the three-point line where the three the shot was missed. So it wasn't an assist, but still. A highlight that wasn't. A, a good call. Butt to butt. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that was a, a great performance. And for him, this is a good team for him to match up against because he doesn't defend the rim all that well. That, that's his, If he's got a weakness, it's that one. But, uh, man, this guy, the rebounding leader in the NBA, he was getting it af- after it on the boards. Seven offensive, eight defensive, so... 15 boards in all, 17 points, 12 assists. It's a Jokic-type line. Mm-hmm. Great for him, but uh, it was it was just a fun game. Daniel Tice had a huge block. The Clippers were really trying to run it up against the Kings as well. They didn't have Paul George, so that was an issue. But for the Kings to go inside to go into L.A., excuse me, and win that thing, 
It's great stuff. It's great stuff. And it was great watching ESPN. A lot of a lot of nationally televised games here. Yeah, four weekend. on yesterday, yesterday alone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a ton. Uh, so hearing Bob Myers, you know, former front office uh, of the Golden State Warriors, he said, the Intuit Dome, he gave us a little get a little bit of taste of the Clippers next stadium. He said it's gonna it's gonna feel like the fans are right on you, kinda like when you're in Utah. It's mm-hmm. gonna be really steep. That's good stuff. The wall. Good stuff. And we yeah, will talk the about wall. the uh, new Clippers uniforms and logos and sort of rebranding. We'll do that on tomorrow's show because we got too much in this one. The yeah. elements came in too late. Yeah, they launched it at like 9 o'clock. They said, <laughs> okay, Zach Lowe, go. Okay, let's yeah. let it go. West Coast team, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> West Coast respectful. Team. Good call. Yeah, West Coast team. That's a good call. Because usually they go real early for algorithms. <laughs> We're going 6, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, but no. Nah. come out to about 9, did it? No, it did not. But the Clippers and Kings would matter. Matchup right now in the postseason, the four-five matchup. That would be great. Yeah, right, that would yeah. be great. Um, but the Kings, yeah, starting to feel. I don't know. Feel like <laughs> careful. You know, be careful. No, I don't want to go too hot. But <laughs> no, the, I'm just the, joking. The West, you start talking good about the Kings and they yeah, lay yeah for a sure. Dud. Yeah, yeah but, but but the West. Is, I I just hesitate because the West is just so damn tough. Yeah, yeah. As Trey was just saying about the Nuggets. I mean, they want to. The Nuggets want to rise. And they're just a third-place team. They're just a third-place team because the West is so damn tough. Yeah, but Sacramento, I mean, because there's so many good teams, they are the most overlooked good team in the Western Conference. They're 10-5 and five in their last 15 with wins over Denver twice, Dallas, the Clippers, and the Warriors. So they're beating some of these good, talented teams. But then the problem with them is they have some... Just some stinkers too, and that's why like I get I get excited about them, and then they sort of let me down always. But they're, they're going to be a fun first round matchup, whoever they play against, and I think they could advance against the right team. But my gut says it's like another like sort of heartbreaking type of seven game loss. I don't know why that that could be in the cards again for Sacramento. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, and I even kind of feel like their win yesterday, though a good win, is a little bit fluky because the Kings give up a ton of three pointers, and the Clippers are a great three point shooting team, but somehow they only made eight out of twenty seven yeah. and got outshot by the Kings. So, uh, you know, a good run for the Clippers, but I think this is the first time they've lost back to back games since December mm-hmm. uh, is what it was. But you're right. The Kings and the Pelicans, five and six right now, they're just good. Sorry, you're just good, and you don't have any Hall of Famer, so it doesn't come up all that often. <laughs> That's true. All right, TK, who uh, who do you have for another winner? Oh, my sweet pea, Paolo Boncaro getting a winner of the weekend for me. He had a game winner Saturday against Detroit. Not the sexiest game winner. <laughs> no, he probably got away with a little travel. Not according to the last two-minute report. They said correct non-call. But it did look weird because he steps off his left foot, lands in a jump stop with both of his feet, yeah. and then his like right foot slides back. It's because he's going backwards that it looks so weird. If he was going forward for a layup, like you jump off your one foot, you land on two, it's all good. So mm-hmm. I thought they got the call right, unlike when he hit a game winner against the Bulls, and he did travel. No. Mm-hmm. And the last two-minute report did confirm it. <laughs> Nonetheless, it worked. It went in. It was about a three on the aesthetic scale, I thought. <laughs> also got the foul on Jalen Duran. And made the free throw, which was important because a couple of possessions earlier, he went to the line, shot a couple after maybe being gifted a trip to the line, uh, missed both of them. But I really loved his post-game interview. Could not stop saying the F word. (laughs) (laughs) I think he said it three times. Could not stop crying. And he just credited his teammates the whole time because this was not a great Boncaro game. I think he went five for 17. Franz Wagner was really the guy down the stretch. And then, like I mentioned, he missed those two free throws with 17 seconds left. But a great shot from Boncaro. I just like watching this guy play. It was a major moment this weekend. Yeah. 
He's crying and out of happiness? I didn't see the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. That I was excited for the Magic this weekend until they, you know, then they go to Atlanta and they lose to Atlanta. No Paolo. Yeah, yeah. no Paolo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So a little different there. But, uh, you know, last week I remember they had a big win. Uh, was it right? Be I guess it was right when we came back from the All-Star break. And it was I was reading quotes from, like, Mo Wagner. That was the Wagner game where the they Wagner both played game, well. Yes. But they were, like, talking up about, like, how they were, like, obviously, like, the home stretch here and they want to get into the postseason. And it dawned on me, it's like, we talk about a lot of these other teams, obviously, like, the Thunder come to mind being a young team, and a couple other squads where we're like, yeah, get that team in there. Get that guy, like, some playoff reps and stuff like that. It's like, sort of forgotten about Paolo, specifically, and the Magic, like, that should be the case for them. Get in there. Get in there. You know, just get some reps, some from, some playoff uh, minutes and experience, and, and that will help your career moving forward. So, it was cool to hear them talking about that, like, how they want to, like, obviously, if they can avoid a play-in. They're they're right there. They're a game behind the Pacers for the six seed, so it's not wow. it's not impossible. I mean, the, and the Sixers and the Knicks really are all right there too. So, for them to get out of the play-in would be huge. But even just the the play-in games to maybe uh, go in the back door would be would be something special. Because Paolo, you know, you've talked about him a ton, TK. You love him. A lot of people love him. He's a future superstar for sure. Uh, right after Cade's tying game, tying shot in that game. Good to see the Orlando beat a really tough team in the Detroit Pistons. Uh, yeah, I said it. Uh, the Pistons look better. I just, I'm, I'm enjoying Cade Cunningham in the last couple months. He's really, really improved. It's changed the game. 22 points, four boards, seven assists per game, 50% in the effective field goal percentage. The numbers are actually pretty similar to Paolo Bancaro, in all honesty. They're very, very similar. He's balling. He's, he's balling really well. And, yeah, he hit a shot. It was an, a tough layup, something you don't really – think of with Cade taking it to the hoop uh, but he did that and then Paolo had to go hit the next uh, game winner yeah well I was crying as much as Paolo because look that's a huge huge loss for Detroit in the nut bust <laughs> the nut bust <laughs> the nut dust bowl standings <laughs> because TK you're a winner of the weekend let's just like lump you in here the Hornets they got another win last night they have 15 wins. You're clear, man. It's over. Like, I had a nut bust on that one. <laughs> like, you are out of this race uh, that we've been tracking here, and the loser will have to, you know, obviously take down a bunch of nut dust to, you know, the bottom of the peanut bag and probably choke on air. But uh, the Wizards are at nine wins, and they are by far the worst team in the league. They're 0-10 over the, I think they've lost 11 in a row. And you're right. Detroit is playing better. They still have eight wins, but it's a battle between you and me, Tass. Your Pistons, yes, my Wizards. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel confident. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel confident in my Zards. They look like shit. Hey, Jordan Poole, man. He had 31 points in a game. Yeah. Yeah, he was did. that off the bench? Remember when we thought Jordan Poole might moved lead to the, the bench. league in scoring? <laughs> that was I think it was his first 30-point game this season, if wow. I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. Oh, All right, anyway, keep your eye on that. Um, I got a couple other uh, mini winners. Uh, Del Curry. Del Curry got a chance to call both of his son's games as Steph and Seth took on each other in a Hornets-Warriors game over the weekend. Pretty cool for Dell. Uh, Tyrese Maxey had a big fourth quarter. I guess that was Friday night against the Cavs. A little love to him. OKC, they've won five straight. They beat the Zards, okay, and the Rockets over the weekend. Chet Holmgren, 22 for 30 from the floor over the weekend. Hit seven threes, grabbed 18 boards, seven assists, and had five blocks. Um, you know, Wemby's special. Chet's not far behind uh, with what this guy can do as a rook. But, 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 I'm going to give a winner of the weekend to Steve Kerr because he got a contract extension. He got, he got paid, Steve Kerr did. Uh, the Warriors... 
And Kerr agreed to a two-year, $35 million contract extension that will make him the highest-paid coach in NBA history. Uh, and it's it's a it's notable that it's only a, a two-year extension because that extension aligns him with Steph Curry, who has two years left on his deal. So these two joined at the hip. Curry and Kerr. Uh, but any thoughts on, on Steve getting paid here, getting a contract extension? <laughs> the amount... That he was paid. That's the first thought. The amount. Oh, man. <laughs> 17 and a half Spolster for a and, and And now Steve Kerr, they must be like, thank you, Monty Williams. <laughs> thank you, good sir. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He got the biggest contract for a coach in history, Monty did, when he signed that insane deal with the Pistons. They have eight wins. Let's remember that. And, uh, and then what happens? Spo, he gets his new deal. Kerr gets his new deal. Like, holy crap. Talk about setting, like, set, they set the bar there on Monty Williams. They must have been calling their agent immediately. Like, what the hell? He got how much? Oh, we're good. Call him Money Williams. He uh, helped out those other guys. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's he true. was an industry plant, man. That's yeah, the only I think so. He, he literally didn't want to coach. They're like, no, we're overpaying you. He's like, all, all right, right, if I got to do it, we're going to try and lose as many games as possible then. Yeah, I'm going to try and get fired in one year here and I'll just get paid <laughs> for four amazing. years running. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Steve Kerr, thoughts on it? Surprise at all? You think he deserves it? <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, the whole uh, just breaking him down and the way things have worked out with Jonathan Kaminga was the biggest insult to what the, the the job that Steve Kerr has done. But obviously, they sat down and Kaminga's in. He's in with him and he's playing really well, obviously, in his new role. And they look good. And they look great against the champs last night in that battle against uh, the Denver Nuggets. So... Things have worked out, although you know, Steve Kerr's job was being questioned earlier this season because he wasn't playing the youngies. Yeah. Strictly strictly because of that. Um, but it has worked out. You gave him a month. Kaminga here in you know, two and a half years into his NBA career. Yeah, it looks great. So I guess Kerr was good. I guess Kerr was right. I mean, <laughs> uh, as we as we questioned it all. Thoughts on Kerr here. He was like this close to taking the next job. With Phil Jackson. So close. So I think he made the right choice here. <laughs> Bit of a sliding door moment. Isn't oh, big time, time, man. And you mentioned uh, how it lines up with Curry's contract. Draymond Green also was signed through the 26th season, though he has a player option for 2027, which makes you think Clay Thompson coming up as a free agent this summer. I'm thinking a two-year de- deal for Clay Thompson. Mm. He's already said that he would probably take a little less money to stick around, and clearly the Warriors' core wants to stay together. So I would imagine that we're looking at two. I don't know. What do you say? Two for sixty million for Clay? Thirty mil a season? Something sure. like that? I don't know. Yeah, could possibly. be. Uh, Marcus Thompson the second at the Athletic, great uh, Warriors writer. He wrote the Warriors front office hasn't always felt so certain about Kerr. His handling of young players has frustrated a few people above him. Perhaps that's why the Warriors are fine linking him to Steph Curry's contract. Because if Curry hangs it up at the end of his deal, the Warriors might prefer starting a new era with a new coach. Uh, And again, Thompson noting that, uh, I love how he put this, this is maybe the Warriors' proverbial last dance, which has three songs. Because they're going to have three (laughs) post-seasons here, right? Maybe. Last season was the last dance. Well, I know. If they get in this one, they got to get in, is something to remember. And then maybe two more years here with... 
Though with the idea being Kerr and Curry as like the backbones of the of the organization still. Well, they need to beef up their team. Yeah. Because their team right now is not good enough to compete for a championship. I think they are 3-15 and 15 this season against teams that have a 50-win pace. They cannot beat the Nuggets, and no. Jokic ain't going anywhere. Right. So it's going to be a big season for the Warriors. They know that they've got all of the top people around. Klay Thompson will obviously be a question mark. Kaminga has been good, but they need to do something to go to the next level because this team right now is... Maybe a conference finals contender, but they don't feel like a championship contender at this moment. All right, those are our NBA weekend winners. Obviously, a lot still out there. Let us know in the comments, both live on YouTube, after the show. Tweet at us at No Dunk Sync. We're going to take a quick break, very quick break here today. And when we come back, NBA weekend losers. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, I told you it was quick. Here we are still in the Classic Factory. We've done NBA Weekend Winners. Let's do the losers. Tess, who's at the top of your list? Well, Trey Young, unfortunately, because he's injured. He got injured in Friday's game against the Toronto Raptors. You could see it. Taped up, two fingers together in the second half, played through it, uh, and then he was questionable for the Sunday game against Orlando Magic, and then they finally said, oh, gosh, this guy's got a half surgery. Uh, unfortunately, he's got a tear of the radial collateral ligament. Had to look that up and go through that. Oh, yeah, it's the ligament in the pinky of his left hand, and uh, it, it's it's such a big problem for him. He's got to go have surgery. Like He could play through it, but it, it is going to be a problem with his left hand. So he's going to New York to have surgery, and he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. Doesn't mean he'll be back in four weeks. Mm. So that's a long time for the Atlanta Hawks. He's going to miss more than half their games, at least, uh, left in the regular season. Now everybody is saying, oh, yeah, did you see them win? Did you see them win against Orlando on Sunday? I did. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. 31 assists on 41 makes. Yes, uh, with no Paula Boncaro on the other yeah. side. Orlando's a good defensive team. Lo- well, watch, watch, watch the Hawks here. Here three we go. Th- three and three right now without Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, over, the couple, over the couple of years, there was like three and ten, though. Three and nine. They'll play uh, 500. Maybe. That's just what the Hawks do. Yeah. So the, <laughs> They're like 500 over the past 18 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. This is the mid-team. Yeah, where they are truly a 500 team. What was the stat? It was like literally like 750. 750 and 750. Yeah. Over their last 1,500 games. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think they went 500 over the weekend, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, obviously, if Bancaro plays, they probably lose that, that game. But yeah, they, they did play better. I always want to think that the Hawks are going to get it together late in the season. But to think that they're worse, uh, or or the better, I should say, without Trey Young, that ain't right. They need Trey to feel it out. Now it's great to see Kobe Bufkin play his first minutes Hell as yeah. an actual backup point guard. He looked good out there, a block and a steal out there. He gets after it defensively. He's pretty big uh, for a backup point guard at six four six five. He played a little bit earlier as a wing because they've got so many freaking injuries and so many illnesses on this team. Uh, but the injuries are, are scary with this team. 
Onyeka Kongu also out. I just don't buy anything about this team <laughs> when Trey Young is is out. Uh, I just I, I, I don't buy it. No, yeah, they'll share the ball a little bit. Um, but still, in the end, every team wins a game. Every team can win a game. Well, and, 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 and that was a tough back-to-back for the Orlando Magic. Yeah, true. They played Saturday night. An 8 p.m. start. Then they had to go play a 7 p.m. start. There is a stat for you. Or uh, a time time <laughs> reference, I guess. Uh, wow. But anyways. Our time? 23 hours. time stats? 23, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Never thought about it that way. Yeah, I had the... Uh, Time now they're going to be yeah, fine. It's it's tough, tough, they're going to win games here. They play the Jazz, two games against the Nets, play the Knicks, who are obviously banged up. Maybe their guys are back by then, some of them. Then they have the Cavs, but then they have the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Blazers, Jazz. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know what's going to happen here. It's so weird. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Remove a guy that's basically 30 and 10 who is a good player, but something tells me the Hawks will like go you know, 6-4 and four or 7-3 and three in their next 10 and suddenly be like, obviously squarely in a play-in game. I think it's what's fascinating is, like, will we see Trey Young play again this season? Depends what their record is, maybe, when he's good to go after the surgery, or if they're, like, too far out of it, do they say, you know what, give Buffkin these minutes, let's go with what we got, let's not risk re-injuring it. That's, that's a possibility. Yeah, they can't be bad enough to finish bottom four. Like, they can't really try and tank. No, They're, they're way no, too no. good for that uh, amount of losses. I don't, I don't think Buffkin is going to be the starting point guard by any means. It's DeJounte Murray, who was awesome yesterday. Yeah. Um, he was really good in his 39 minutes played. I just ain't buying it. I just okay. ain't buying this team. I mean, they, they struggled but through. But you weren't buying this team with Trey Young. I mean, well, they need him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they're three and a half games up on the Nets for the 10th seed, four games up on the Raptors. I think they're probably fine. Right. Yeah, Being they'll probably stay at number 10. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Trey will play again, then he'll come back? Yeah, it's yeah. his left pinky. Fast said he could play through it. <laughs> he he could, just wants to be healthy for the Olympics to try and make the team, probably. Well, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, just, He's a right-handed player. Yeah. The worst finger. <laughs> nah, wor- worst finger. Eh. <laughs> oh, I was going to say fingers. ring finger, worst finger, but your left ring finger is an important yeah, one. Right I, ring finger, I would say worst finger. Right just, just me. If you're, so you're dumb in 10th hand. place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that a stat? Best fingers? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Top 10 fingers. The left pinky. It does seem like it's not needed all that much, but it does control the ball. But this is why I say, this, this, is, this is summing up how they feel about this season. You just said it. I mean, they're like, okay, we're, we're in a playing game. Cool. We'll lose. Don't worry. We won't make it. Uh, so, Trey, just go get surgery. I mean... If they were like serious about this team or had any confidence in the, this team, and I'm not, I'm not blaming Trey here. I'm just saying this is they're looking at the landscape here, going, "We're not scaring anyone. We're not that good. They're the worst defense in the league. That's atrocious, man. That is we have some man. shitty teams in this league, mm-hmm. and we had some confidence that under Quinn Snyder, with full training camp, some more pieces there that it was gonna like, make, like look maybe a little more respectable and not in. They're the worst. Come on. It is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, they shouldn't be that bad. That ain't Trey's fault that they're that they're that no, bad. No, no. But uh, he's having his best defensive season. He got hurt playing defense. Actually, yeah. it was like reaching in on a steal uh, that that happened. I think the biggest reason they're bad on defense this year is Capella has definitely fallen off this season. Like, yeah. I mean, he's taken a step back the past couple of years, but this year he's uh, he's looking slow. Yeah, and he looked bad yesterday, yeah. and uh, they miss Akongwu, who's arguably their best center, mm-hmm. um, who's who's out right now. And not starting. 
So they have an odd roster, and I think they know that. I think Snyder knows that as a head coach. It ain't ready. So that's true, I guess. You sit Trey Young and the way the Nets are playing – Although the Raps looked pretty, pretty nice this week. <laughs> hey, Raps win one more game. They got a pizza party, baby. <laughs> who's their next? Uh, who's their next opponent? Uh, I don't know. I actually didn't check. Uh, maybe do they play? No, they don't play tonight. I think they play tomorrow. What kind of? Oh, they got the Pacers. Ooh. Siakam. Okay. Uh, in Indiana. Interesting. Interesting. Could be tough. Could be tough. Could be tough. TK, NBA weekend loser. The unwritten rules of the NBA. Hmm. Are a weekend loser for me because we had two violations. <laughs> yeah. Friday night was fight night. The Hornets and the Warriors, it popped off with 12 seconds left. Warriors up 11. Lester Quinones takes a layup. Miles Bridges takes a fence. And then Grant Williams goes forehead to forehead with Lester Quinones. Great moment. Steve Kerr and Steve Clifford, a couple of Steves shaking hands, <laughs> and they notice the game didn't actually end. We got a fight down there. You can just see them both swearing at each other. There's a great like baseline angle. Uh, where an assistant coach from the Warriors comes up and puts a clipboard on the stanchion camera so you can't catch anybody. <laughs> you can even hear Kalena Azubuki, former NBA player, on the broadcast for the Warriors saying, forget these unwritten rules. These are stupid. <laughs> if, you can't, if you want a guy to not score on you at the end of the game, play defense against him. Right. There was still time left on the clock. The shot clock was running out. It was not uh, the game clock running out. But what ended up happening was Lester Quinones got two technicals. He's out of here. Grant Williams got ejected for a escalating uh he got one technical and ejected for escalating the situation and then him and Draymond Green were literally waving at each other mm-hmm. <laughs> as Grant was ejected and then Miles Bridges got a technical as well that was Friday night we also had another fight on Friday but that was not I'll get to that. a violation yeah. <laughs> of the unwritten rules that was a violation of a real rule <laughs> Saturday night though it's all right for fighting and it happened in the Nets, Timberwolves game, 24 seconds left. Wolves up 12. Mike Conley hits a three. Dennis Schroeder, he was upset about this one. Jaden McDaniel steps in. Conley's just like, what, man? It's like, big deal. I just shot a three. There was time left on the shot clock and on the game clock. Nobody backs up Schroeder on this one because Mike Conley is a four-time sportsmanship award winner, has never got a technical in his career, and it was getting close on this one. They could have easily given him a double tech, had him offset. What ended up happening, four offsetting techs for just like random dudes on the Nets and the Timberwolves, including uh, Dorian Finney-Smith got one as well. Schroeder got one. Uh, Who else on the Timberwolves? McDaniels. I don't know who the other guy was. It didn't matter. Uh, but was over. after they announced it, uh, the Timberwolves in arena staff played Taylor Swift. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. There <laughs> <laughs> was like a perfect shot of Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Very, very funny to me. But uh, these things are dumb. Like literally, uh, you got to agree with Kalena. If you don't want somebody to shoot the ball at the end, play until the end of the clock. <laughs> it's that easy, you know? It's just a shot clock. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of indicative it's- that nobody on the Nets – had Dennis Schroeder's back. Yeah. Mm. You can tell the different directions teams like yes. the Hornets and the Nets yes. are going, right? Like the Hornets are locked in. We're all fighting together. We don't like this. The Nets are like, what are you doing, man? Let's yeah. just end the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's yucky because they just fired Jacques Vaughn uh, and they go get Dennis Schroeder, who's known to be a, a feisty fella. Sure. Uh, at times, he, he gets <laughs> into it. So I think, yeah, the Nets, Nets teammates knew that. It, it is unfortunate with the, the Warriors. Lester Quinones just called for the ball. He's a rook. He just wants to score. The time is just running up in the shot clock, but he has he has to shoot 
or something. So I don't know why Miles Bridges goes and gets into his face. I mean, there it's because was... okay, this only ever happens because a team is embarrassed that they lost the game and totally. they're pissed off. The Hornets, for example, scored twenty nine points in the first half of that game. Like they couldn't score at all. They're just having a bad night, brutal. And it this is what happens at the end of the game. I'm not I'm not yeah. agreeing with it because I'm you're right. It's so silly, but. That's all that's happening. They're yeah. just like, oh, I'm, I'm angry with how this game has gone. I'm angry how I've played, that you've beaten us. And now how dare you take one more extra shot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, then we get into pushing and yelling and hence all the techs in both of these cases. But Na- 97-84, original... what a battle. What a battle in that Charlotte Golden State game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, let's get to the other uh, loser of the weekend, the Pelicans. And it had to do with that fight. That happened on the weekend. But I would say overall, brutal weekend for the New Orleans Pelicans. They lost two games to the Heat and the Bulls. They lost two players to suspension in that fight with Miami on Friday night. They lost C.J. McCollum to a sprained left ankle in that same game on Friday night. And they lost two spots in the West standings, dropping to seventh. Now there's some you know, ties there, but they are tied with the Suns, and they dropped to seventh because of a tiebreaker. Not a good weekend for the Pels there. Uh, and, you know, love to get your thoughts on the fight that went down there on Friday. It, it was an incident that began when Kevin Love, he committed a foul on Zion Williamson. He tried to do the old wrap him up. Yeah. And I thought Zion started this whole thing by flopping to the floor. Kevin was fouling him. It was called. Again, he was just doing the bear hug. And I think Zion was maybe just trying to sell it a little bit more or whatever. And he really just... <laughs> Dropped to the floor, and that's when everybody started get engaging. It was Jimmy Butler. It was Najee Marshall. Physical physical altercation there. So I guess, uh, was it Marshall that had his hand yeah. very, very quickly on Jimmy's neck? Yeah. And then we had Alvarado and Thomas Bryant. They started fighting. Uh, Jovic got a game because he came off the bench. There were, there were some suspensions uh, for some of these guys. Butler and Najee got one. The other guys that left the bench and started fighting, Alvarado, Bryant, they got three. Jovic got one as well. I don't think he really... He didn't really fight, but he got in there, leaving the bench. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, thoughts on, on the Pels weekend and just this fight. Overall, I will say that I'm glad that it wasn't a real fight because we don't really see... This was a real fight for the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest fight of the weekend. Yeah. The big, definitely the biggest fight of the weekend. Hand but... on throat, punch is thrown. There's no oh, hockey fight. You see that one? No, I didn't see it. Oh, calling it a fight of the year. I don't know who these guys were, by the way. They threw haymakers for like a minute. It was awesome. Was it Ulf Samuelson? <laughs> no, it was the Rangers versus... Uh, <laughs> Ulf Samuelson. Uh, <laughs> it was a Ranger, man. Anyway, it was the fight of the year, they're saying. Yeah. But that was a real fight. Yeah! Jump the gloves! Let's go! Always crazy hockey guys just banging into each other, like throwing fists on their helmets. They don't give a shit, these guys, man. It's great. Yeah, have you seen good. Austin Matthews? That guy's scoring. Oh, okay. A lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to get the 70, sco- 70 pucks into the mesh. What is he, Brad Hall? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, first 70 goal scorer in years <laughs> since Timu and McGillney. It's been a long time. He's going to do it, man. He's going to do it. Uh, but that's why I, I liked it. Because there were no knuckles thrown. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a fight, fight, fight. Zion Williamson, he kind of made up for it afterwards because he went down. And Kevin Love tried to catch him. I guess he's a little too big even for <laughs> for Kevin Love to catch him because he tried to catch him. Yeah. And he went to the floor. And then I kind of blame Jimmy Gut in Najee Marshall's face, sort of. He got really close mm. to Najee Marshall's face. And, <laughs> and Najee kind of put his hands yeah. up. 
so that's it. That's the extent of it. I, mean, <laughs> Great. I thought I thought Najee Marshall was the escalator in this mm, one personally. He flew in to back up his guy. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then Jimmy was trying to like calm things down, and then he pushed Jimmy, and then Jimmy was like, oh, "It's on, it's baby. on, it's on." <laughs> but it was very funny that like we got all these suspensions from this one, and then post game, like you're saying, Zion's like he actually protected me on my fall. Like this one felt felt like Zion and Kevin Love zero interest in having yeah. a fight. No. Like this is just a fair foul. Yeah, a fair foul. <laughs> <laughs> Play the baseball music, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, it's probably hard to catch a falling Zion Williamson. Right. Yeah, true. Right. I did see Eric Spolstra after the game said that there's no way Kevin Love is strong enough to knock down Zion Williamson. Well, okay. I don't, I disagree. I saw a sports science where he was boxing out a sumo wrestler once upon a time. That was I sick, man. That. He's just like smashing into this giant sumo dude. Like an actual sumo wrestler? Yeah, an actual sumo wrestler trying to show how he boxes out. It was like right around the 30-30 game. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. I was like, uh, was who was it there game. to see who was like the fastest? Uh, Jason Capono. Jason Capono, yeah, how fast he got oh, yeah. shot off. Crazy point, fast. Point two two, I think. Something like that, yeah. Something stupid fast. Anyway. Anyway. Fun fight. Yeah, fun fight. Well, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, everybody, f- yeah, every, yeah, fair. But not good Fouls. for the Pelicans. I mean, missing guys in a game against the Bulls, which they then lose. You know, it was a close game. In fact... It was a very close game. DeRozan got a rebound and pulled it out, sort of squared up on Jonas, <laughs> popped a three in his eye to put the Bulls up five on Sunday, and uh, they held on uh, to, to win that one. But, you know, the CJ injury, missing guys, and again, like, the Pelicans, are, this is going to be one of these things, like every loss and every win matters in the standings mm-hmm. when it comes to tiebreakers and where you are with these other teams. So to fall a couple spots <laughs> just losing these two games and uh, after the fight, just a bad weekend, loser of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And the players that they ended up losing with CJ with the injury, Alvarado with the fighting, and Dyson Daniels is already out. They had no point guard. Yeah. So Zion was in at point guard, yeah. got an actual start with like a gigantic lineup. Yeah. An absurd amount of height on this one, but 19 turnovers for the Pelicans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nine of them for Brandon Ingram. Yeah. And he just returned from like a non COVID mm-hmm. illness. I think he was sick or something like that. Uh, all right. Well, there it is. Our losers of the weekend. Tell us who we missed. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. But let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Okay, so this tweet was from uh, Friday Night. And uh, I'll be honest, it's one of my favorite clips of the year. The tweet comes from Sportsnet. Elvin Williams and Matt Devlin got interrupted by a marching band during pregame in Atlanta, and you have to watch and listen to the video. Science behind behind executing we got, we got a the, fast break. We yeah, got I, the whole I, I, band. We're in the middle we, of the band. Got the, uh, Let's Trump, go, Westlake. Yeah, Westlake. We, 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 we're about ready to go. Okay, what? Watch out! Here comes a tuba. That's <laughs> a point guard in his lead. I'll take him with my team. <laughs> you did amazing. You can't make this up. You know what they tell you, Damn, you and Alan, we got something to do. You, can't, you cannot make this up. Come on, now. Devlin's marching. I'm going to get fired. You can't make this up, man. Oh, Matt Devlin on one on Friday night here in Atlanta. <laughs> Elvin Williams trying to still go through the motions, trying to get his points out. Devlin's like, who cares? <laughs> Just some great lines. Oh, here comes the tuba. Oh, here comes the tuba. We uh, love Devlin. When uh, you're stalling for time... We call it tap dancing. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally tap dancing. <laughs> He's just smart. That was too good, man. Too good. Oh, he almost took a tube into the skull right there. He just started dancing. That was great. Let's go, Westlake. <laughs> Westlake. Great stuff. Oh, great stuff from Devlin, as you. always. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, and it was very like it would have been. It would have been very funny with Jack, of course, as well. But like something with De- with uh, Alvin Williams, like trying to yeah. like still go through what he his points and like right. Devlin not caring at all. Yeah. So good because Jack would have just dove in. To, yeah, to yeah. Dancing. Oh, they would have been out. Yeah. They, they would have been out there marching <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so thanks to Sportsnet, thanks to Alvin Williams and Devlin for one of my favorite videos wow. uh, of the season so far. Yeah, I like how oh. serious he was it's like when he got uh, a little serious with her man randy urban earlier in the season <laughs> got very serious alvin williams, alvin williams specifically yeah, yeah i noticed that randy, I noticed. Was, randy was joking but alvin wasn't in the mood no nope. nope. <laughs> it was so good alvin williams oh serious man all right let's makes, let's call make it. shots for the toronto raptors that's right the raptors legend baby uh okay we gotta call it there Fun Monday uh, podcast, hopefully a classic, but you tell us. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you download and listen to your pods. And uh, hey, hit the like button, subscribe. We're very close to 100,000. It, like, it, it could happen within days here, the way the subscriptions keep going up and up and up. So thank you to everybody subscribing on YouTube. Uh, four games on tonight. I misspoke. The Raptors do play tonight. Pizza party on the line. Woo! In Indiana, that one's on NBA TV. We got Pistons, Knicks, okay. We got Nets, Grizzlies, yay. And we got Heat Kings. Not bad. <laughs> it's a light night in the association. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we'll I, hit the beach I, tomorrow. I thought it could be fun to do some uh, check the polls. So follow our uh, social media accounts. Maybe we'll get some polls up and uh, debate a few things. We'll talk about those Clippers, Unis. Are you a fan of compasses? How much I do you do, like boats? I do love the name Compass Rose, man. It's a beautiful term. <laughs> that's, that's the color of the color? Or no, the name that, of the that's color? what it's called. Like, 
a northeast southwest yeah. thing the rose. the rose we'll talk about it all tomorrow uh and uh i'm gonna remind you once again survivors back this week Wednesday night, two-hour premiere episode. That means No Buffs is back on Thursday. The link for No Buffs, our YouTube channel, is in the show notes. So hit that and subscribe if you want to hear uh, Trey, JD, and myself talk about No Buffs. Or excuse me, Survivor on No Buffs. You guys pumped? JD? You hyped? You excited? So hyped. So hyped. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell. I haven't, wa- I haven't listened or watched or anything. I don't, I have, I'm going in completely blind. I've seen a photo. Seen a photo of oh, the cast, yeah, yeah. But, okay. like a big photo. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, you can't tell but, I, but and I thought about like doing a deep dive, but mm-hmm. ah, let's just let's just meet them on the island, right? You know? Exactly. That's how the people consume the show. Like the just the average normie out there. So oh, Survivor's on. I'm gonna watch it. That's how we're we're gonna tackle it. Our Survivor friend Rob Cesarino though just had Jeff Probst mm. on oh. uh, RHAP. Yeah, their five thousandth episode for Rob. <laughs> Well, he does like five a day. So I know. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I, 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 it caught me by surprise. I had to say, I once was on this show going, no one's ever done more podcasts than I have. <laughs> yeah. But I think he has. <laughs> well, we, you, you've done more than 5,000, I think, if you add it all up. I mean, he's, he might have a speed, man. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Oh, yeah. it. I heard I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah, I heard him talk about AI recently. As in, he, just, he doesn't do just Survivor podcasts. Oh, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. They do everything. Yeah. yeah. Except basketball. <laughs> he Thank he, God. He leaves it to us. <laughs> That's fine. All right, I'm going to go check that out. But anyway, that's later in this week. We will see you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, live from the Classic Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the Raptors are playing for a pizza party tonight. <laughs> yes! Darko Ryakovich said he's getting... His whole team together for a pizza party if they win three games in a row. So <laughs> I'm going to say right now, I'm going to go get some pizza and eat it while watching playback. So come join Ooh, me. Us. Pizza party on yeah. playback. I'm pizza actually party. making pizza at my house tonight. You Dad's are, pizza oh. shop is open. Damn. Yeah. All right. Skeetza pizza? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, pizza, pizza, pizza party pizza on shop. playback. You know what? Right. Nora gets back today from a long trip. She ain't going to want to cook. Can't blame her. I sure as hell ain't cooking. <laughs> Pizza it is. Pizza party on playback. Hit the link in the show notes. We'll see you later tonight. Brace the day, people.